Well, praise the Lord. Jesus is coming back. Hallelujah. We are looking at uh, all kinds of the topics about Jesus. I mean, he walked the face of the earth. He came, uh, God sent his son to be here and to teach us how to be a disciple. Then he went to the cross and took everything that we have going to face in this earth and took it on the cross to heal us and to set us free and to save us and deliver us. And then he ascended into heaven after he was raised from the dead. Hallelujah. So now we're going to start talking about return of Christ. What we're going to look at, first of all, today is uh, what does all this look like? What does return of Christ look like? How is what's what's going to take place? And then we're going to look at why did he come? That would be for the next uh, couple of uh, weeks. Why did he come? Why did he? Why is he going to return? Now, at the end of that, we're going to look at the topic of now. What are we supposed to do? What are we supposed to do to prepare ourselves for his return? So here we are. Let's start out in Acts chapter one, verses nine through eleven. I know this has probably been read before, but we're going to start there. Now, when he had spoken, when Jesus had spoken these things, while they watched, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, he was he went up. Behold, two men stood. Two men stood by him in white apparel. And we know what those two men are. Yeah, they're the angels. Who also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. He will come in like manner as you are seeing him leave. So they, they were standing there and it says that he would come. What does that mean? That means that in every way, in every possible means, Jesus is coming back. He will come back. I mean, it will be so tremendous. We won't even be able to understand what's taking place at times because it would be something new to us. So then they, they saw, they saw him. They saw him. What were they doing? They saw him. They, well, they, they, it, it wasn't, the word saw means uh, they were continuously looking at him. It wasn't a glance. It wasn't saying like, well, I, oh, I looked up and that was it. No, they just took that and stared at him and looked and looked and looked. They saw him leaving. Hallelujah. Now, they, he went up into heaven. Well, cause we know what heaven is. That's the, the sky and all the regions above. So these men stood there and they were told he is coming back in like manner. So let's turn to Revelation 19, Revelation 19 
verses 11 through 16, what is he going to look like? <laughs> yeah, uh, sometimes we wonder that when we get up in the morning, what do we look like? Well, we're going to find out what Jesus looks like when he comes back. Revelation 19, 11 through 16. We're going to take each verse separately. So let's look at verse 11 first of all. Now I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. He was sitting on a white horse. It wasn't a black horse. It wasn't a brown horse. It was a white horse. What does that mean? The white horse represents the victory, symbolizes the victory that Jesus has obtained for us. And he's coming back in that victory. He's coming back on that victory. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> to manifest that total victory from the face of the earth. Hallelujah. And what is a faith and true? Faithful and true. Well, that's who he is. It's not what he does. It's who he is. It's not that he has faith and that he has truth. That's who Jesus is. He is totally faith and he is totally true. So Jesus is coming back on a white horse representing the victory that he has obtained. And we can see him as he is. He is faith and true. Boy, hallelujah. We're looking forward to that. I don't know about you. But I'm anticipating that to happen. Oh, glory be to God. Let's look at verse 12 now. His eyes were like a flame of fire. i got to put on my reading glasses. You know how it is. I got His eyes were like a flame of fire. And on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was, he had eyes like a flame of fire. Well, I don't know about you, that'd be scary to me. But no, this represents the eternity and wisdom of God. It's a, it's a state of knowing everything. That's what these flame, flaming eyes look like. Oh, hallelujah. We're going to see Jesus, the one who knows everything, the one who's eternal, the one who has all wisdom. That's what he's going to come and look like when he returns to, to this earth. He had a head full of crowns, an unlimited jewel crown worn as a symbol of sovereignty. That's what that means. A head of many crowns. It's an unlimited jewel crown worn as a symbol of sovereignty. What is that saying to us? God is sovereign over his earth. Yes. God is sovereign over his earth. So Jesus is coming back on a white horse. Yes, that's the total victory that he's attained for us. He's coming back as faith and true. He's coming back with flames of, uh, with eyes, flames of fire. Oh, hallelujah. The state of knowing everything. And he's coming back with a, a head of many crowns symbolizing his sovereignty over this earth. Praise be to God. Aren't we glad he's in control? Well, I don't know about you, 
But I'm glad because this earth is going haywire. But Jesus Christ is coming back, sovereign over this earth. A name, a name that's, is called, a name that's, what, what in the world? A, a name written that no one knew except himself. This name is in verse 16. It says that he has his, on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And no one knows. In other words, no one knows the full, fullness of Jesus and being able to comprehend that. We have some idea of who Jesus is from the Word of God. But there's so much more. We need to be able to comprehend the fullness of who he is. And he's going to have a name that says, He is the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. This name, hallelujah, will be written on those who overcome. Yeah. Let's let's go over into, uh, still in in Revelation, Revelation chapter 3. Revelation chapter 3. Oh, I tell you, this is exciting. Jesus coming back. Oh, remember now, we're going to be looking at eventually why. Why is he returning? That's going to be exciting. So here we have in chapter 3 of Revelation, verses 12 and 13. He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go out no more. I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God and the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God. And I will write on him my new name. He who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who overcomes, I will write on him my new name. Oh, hallelujah. I don't, I mean, my name, I found out what my name means. My name means free man, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna get the man, man's name he overcomes. He's, he's an overcomer in me, and I am more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. So are you. We're going to have a new name. The name, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Woo! Praise the Lord. Well, let's go back now to Revelation 19. We, we've got the, the white horse, the symbol of victory. we got the... Uh, uh, who Jesus is, faith and truth. We got the eyes like a flame of fire. That's eternity and the wisdom of God who knows everything. And the head of many crowns that's saying that he has sovereignty over this earth. And no one knows the fullness of this name, but we're going to be crowned. We're going to have a new name placed upon us. Because we are becoming overcomers in this life. Now, verse 13. Verse 13. Well, this is too much for me. I don't know about you, but this is exciting. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood. And his name is called the Word of God. A robe dipped in blood. What blood? The blood that he shed on Calvary Street. 
the eternal blood, the blood that has life that given to us. <laughs> Whoa, he's going to have a robe on dipped in his blood, the conquering blood, the eternal blood, the life-giving blood. That's what he's going to have on. Why? Because probably we need to see, physically, we need to see and remember that the blood of Jesus Christ is the one, is the only thing that has cleansed us from all sin and from all things of this earth. And, his name is called the Word of God. Yeah. You remember back in uh, John, John chapter 1? You remember verse 1? It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then in verse 14, it says that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory. The glory is of the only begotten Father, full of grace and truth. Hallelujah. That's saying that this, this word became flesh. The word of God became flesh. And that's how he's coming back. He's coming back with that name, the word of God. The word that we need to see and to hear and to perceive. He's coming back as the Word of God. Now, let's look at verse 14 of Revelation 19. And the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linens, white and clean, followed him on white horses. Armies in heaven? What are armies doing in heaven? Well, most likely, these are angels who participated in Jesus' victory. So they're coming back with Jesus. They're coming back with Jesus, riding on a white horse. White horse, remember? Victory. Victory in Jesus. So they're coming back with Jesus, those that have participated in the victory of Jesus. Now verse 15. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword. A sharp sword coming out of his mouth. What is that? Well, Ephesians 6.18, part of the armor of God is the sword of the Spirit, and it says the sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. So out of his mouth, the sharp sword, is, is the Word of God coming out of his mouth. That's what we're going to see. Now, what does this Word do? Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 4 Verse 12, for the word of God is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is the discerner of thoughts and intents of the heart. So this word, sharper than any two-edged sword, is coming back to discern what's happening upon this faith of the earth and all the thoughts and intents of the hearts of people will be made known. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Oh, hallelujah. I don't know about you. I'm, I'm sitting here ready to go. I'm, oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. So let's look back 
What else did he say? Out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, that which is he should strike the nations, and he himself will rule with a wine press of fierceness and the wrath of God. He will rule what with a rod of iron. What does this rod of iron mean? It will be firm. Firm judgment will come upon the face of the earth. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Well, he is coming. This, he is coming in power and glory. That's what Matthew wrote in his gospel. In Matthew chapter 24, verse 30. Matthew chapter 24, verse 30. Says then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven, and and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds in heaven with power and great glory. What does that mean? I mean he's coming in a dunerous power, the strength and ability and energy that he has to be able to accomplish what he's going to do when he comes to this earth. That's what's going to take place. He's coming in the glory, great glory. His appearance will be honor and praise. Oh, I just have to relax on that one. The glory of the Lord. What 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 in the how in the world am I going to be able to perceive this? Oh, glory, great power and magnitude and quantity. Nothing left out. Excessive power. In great quantity, praise be to God. Well, praise the Lord. Well, I I certainly like to know when this is going to happen. Uh, wouldn't you like to know when this is going to happen? Well, I'm sorry. Uh, there's only one person that knows. <laughs> uh, Matthew chapter 24, verse 36. But of that day and hour... No one knows even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. Jesus doesn't even know when he's coming back. Only the Father knows. The Father has full knowledge of when he's going to be sending his Son back to earth, when his Son is going to return in all victory, in all truth and and faith, in all wisdom and eternity, in all knowing everything, in all sovereignty upon this earth, he's going to be coming back in the fullness of who he is with a new name. He's going to be coming back with his robe dipped in blood. He's going to be coming back as the word of God flowing out of his mouth, sharper than a two-edged sword. He's going to be coming back with angels that have participated in his glory and in his victory. He's going to be coming back with that sword, that word of God. He's going to be coming back in power and glory. Praise be to God, but no one knows. Jesus doesn't even know. The Father only knows. So why are we trying to figure it out? Acts chapter, we end up with this verse. Acts chapter 1, verse 7. And he said to them, Jesus said to them, it is not 
It is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. Jesus said, listen, I'm coming back. I don't know when I'm coming back. Only the Father knows. It is not for you to know when I'm coming back. Now that's, so why are people trying to figure it out? I've heard all kinds of predictions. I even have a prediction in 2030. I mean, but that, that, no one knows. So why try to figure it out? Just live knowing that he is coming back. And next week, we're going to start looking at, for the, for two weeks, we're going to look at, uh, why? Why is he coming back? And that's going to be exciting to look at the fullness of Jesus coming back to fulfill the Father's will here on this earth. Why is Jesus coming back? So praise the Lord. We know that he's coming. We know that he's coming in victory and all glory. And praise the Lord. We don't have to figure it out. We just have to live each day knowing that it's going to happen. So let me pray for you today. Father, I thank you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that we thank you, Jesus, that you're coming back, that you're going to return. We don't know when. You don't know when. But we're going to live each day as if you're coming back right now. So, Jesus, help us. Help us to see the glory of your presence by faith. And we will live in you today and all the victory that you obtained for us in the mighty name of Jesus. And all his people said, Amen and Amen. Hallelujah.